being recorded. Okay, uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Civic Design Review Committee meeting. Today is September 19th, 2022, and it is 2.04 p.m. Um, I'm Abby Seden-Schneer, and I'm uh, going to be chairing this meeting uh, in lieu of uh, Commissioner Stryker, who's the uh, current chair of CDR. Uh, could we please have roll call? Yes, um, Commissioner Carney. Present. Commissioner Liu, uh, absent. Um, Commissioner Schneer. Here. And Commissioner Shioda. Here. And Commissioner Stryker is absent. And we have a quorum. And also present um, is Deputy Director of Programs, Joanne Lee, and Commission Secretary, Alyssa Ventry. This meeting is being held by teleconference pursuant to California Government Code Section 54953 and the 24th Supplemental to Mayoral Proclamation declaring the existence of a local emergency. During the coronavirus disease emergency, the Civic Design Review Committee's regular meeting room 401 Van Ness Suite 125 is closed. Meetings of the Arts Commission will convene remotely. Today, the Civic Design Review meeting is being streamed using the WebEx platform and will allow for remote public comment. While this technology allows us to hold these meetings remotely, it may not be as seamless as we would prefer. There will be gaps and delays as staff transition the technology between speakers. Please know that we are doing the best we can and we ask for your patience as we all learn this new way of working together. Before we start, I'd like to remind us all about the policies and procedures for virtual public meetings. At this meeting, we are bound to follow the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the Good Government Guide. At every public meeting, there is a place for general co public comment where members of the public may make comment on any item pertaining to this body. In this case, please keep your general public comments to items under the purview of the San Francisco Arts Commission. For every item on the agenda, there is also a space for public comment pertaining to that specific item. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comment on topic. Last, a few virtual meeting housekeeping items. Commissioners and staff, if you have not already done so, please mute your microphones to minimize background noise. When you speak, you will have to unmute yourselves. Commissioners, please raise your hand to be recognized to speak or ask a question and if it's not already clear to me that you are the speaker. Also, please introduce yourself when you speak so callers on the phone know who is speaking. I will now turn it over to our program associate, Paris Coates, for public comment instructions. After members of the public uh, who wish to make a public comment on items on the agenda, the phone number to call is 415-655-0001. The access code is 2488-859-4832 and the numeric passcode is 2370919. You'll be prompted to press pound twice. Your line will be muted, but you'll be able to hear the meeting in progress. Uh, you, may also, you may also make public comment using the WebEx link. When you click the link, you'll be prompted to enter the following information. First and last name and email address. These fields are required. However, if you wish to remain anonymous, you may type public in the first and last name fields and public at public.com in the email field. 
Please make sure that you are in a quiet location, that all devices near you are muted so that there's no echo when you speak. At the appropriate time, the chair will ask for the public comment. For members of the public using the WebEx link, please click the hand icon to raise your hand. This will put you in the public comment queue. When you are called on, you will see a window pop up on your screen to request to be unmuted. You must click the unmute button. For members of the public calling by phone, you'll be prompted to press star three when the public comment period opens. This will add you to the speaker line. When the system message says um, you're being asked to unmute yourself uh, to unmute press star six, this is your time to speak. When your microphone has been unmuted, you will hear us ask you to state your name and to make your comments. You're encouraged but not required to state your name for the record. I'll start your three minutes when you begin talking using a visual timer. You will get a 30 second audible warning. When your time is up, I will say caller, your time is up. At that point, I'll put you back on mute. You'll be moved out of the speaker line and back as an attendee in the meeting unless you disconnect. You will hear your line has been muted. Participants who wish to speak on other public comment periods can stay on the meeting line and listen for the next public comment opportunity. We will pause briefly before closing public comment to ensure that no remaining commenters are seeking to speak on an item. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting may email a brief written summary of their comment to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to paris.coats at sfgov.org. As a reminder, the summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or is not an accurate summary of the speaker's public comment. Public comment instructions will also be shared on the screen as you see here. Please note the WebEx system has upgraded and you will now see a closed captioning feature. The controls for this feature are located at the bottom left of your screen. Also, the raised hand feature has changed. To raise your hand, hover your mouse over your name in the attendee list and click on the raise hand icon. Uh, and with that, Commissioner Schneer, please begin the meeting when you are ready. Great, thank you. Uh, I would like to start the meeting by reading our land acknowledgement statement, which was recently approved by the commission. The San Francisco Arts Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatushaloni, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatush community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. As a department dedicated to promoting a diverse and equitable arts and culture environment in San Francisco, we are committed to supporting the traditional and contemporary evolution of the American Indian community. Okay, let's begin with calling item number two, general public comment. Is there any public comment? Um, if you're already listening to this Meeting via the web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. 
Instructions are currently on screen. We are on item two, general public comment. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer if you're listening in via WebEx. and will be given a 30 second audible warning. You'll be muted once your time is up. However, you may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items on the agenda. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting may supply a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to paris.co.sfgov.org. Um, let me take a look. Um, I don't see any hands raised. Um, one more minute. Um, there is no um, public comment for this item. Um, general public comment is now closed. Okay, thank you. Uh, we'll move on to item number three, and that is the Chinatown Public Health Center. This is coming for a conceptual phase review. Uh, team, are you ready? Yes, we're ready. Great, um, uh, go ahead then. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen here. Can you see it? Um, share. Okay. There you go. Um, oops. Okay. Um, so we're really uh, excited about presenting this project. Um, it's uh, it's. This project is almost a, a dream project in a way. It's um, uh, considering its location and its program about wellness and um, for the community and and um, its prominence in the for the community as well and its location. Um, the project is a, a renovation of the existing uh, Chinatown Public Health Center, located on Broadway and Mason Street. And it's um, a complete uh, interior renovation and partial um, recladding or, or partial exterior remodel too. And um, it's really um, the, the, the benefit that this project, already, this building already does to the community and to the health of, of the patients and the people in the community. And then the opportunity for this to take that further and really make this building more functional Bring it to bring it down, make it more usable, and um, and bring it into the you know last for the next fifty years like it has, um, is is a wonderful opportunity for us, and then also it being at the end of um, it being so prominent uh, as you can see from here on at the end of um, Broadway. So I'm just going to move through this, and um, the building is you know quite again a prominent location in sort of this. Um, it's in Chinatown, but it's also on the border of, uh, of, of Russian Hill and Chinatown. And, um, and if you can see just from this, this uh, aerial view, you know, this is um, Russian Hill here. This is the China Chinatown neighborhood. And then this is North Beach and Columbus Avenue. And this building really, um, it is visible from North Beach from Columbus and uh, and anywhere you are along Broadway, um, you look down the end and you can see this building. So it's it's quite an opportunity just as its presence in the landscape and the city. And then and then in the neighborhood itself in the close proximity, it's also a real unique opportunity because each 
each facade and each face and street is very, very different on this one building. And it, it has no, there's no back to this building or back door. Each, each side faces something important. And, um, you know, on the, the north and south sides, and I hope you can see my cursor on the, the north and south sides, you have um, residential across the street from that. So, you know, the sensitivity to neighbors is important on those sides and the privacy to patients. And then on the uh, west side along Mason Street, creating a, an inviting front door that really invites the public, says, you know, this is a health facility, this is a public building, you are welcome here, um, is, a, is a great opportunity there. And then as a face to the city on Broadway and this portal um, that you drive underneath, you know, as you're driving along Broadway or come out into the neighborhood and to say, you know, this is, you know, this is a this is a, a, a doorway. This is a, an entrance to the space, and and also sort of to give it an opportunity. You know, people look at this building, and from you know people I've talked to and myself included, look at what is that building? You know, that's sitting over the roadway, and this is an opportunity to maybe give it a, a bit more of an identity um, as as we move through. So, and so, and then in terms of the the site and the environment. Um, you know, in terms of what the building has to be sensitive to along Mason Street, you have the cable car line, we have um, uh, the entrance, which is so important. We have a, a low sun that will come streaming in, in the afternoon along uh, the Broadway side looking east. Again, we have low sun coming streaming in in the morning. So that the paying attention to the sun on this building is very important. And also the identity, you have the noise from Broadway the noise from, from the cable car line, the importance of being quiet and respectful to neighbors, and then the sun um, path along the south, which is an opportunity to bring daylight into the building. And then, and then you have the richness of the, of the community. So this, you know, the colors, the, the, um, the signage, the identity, you know, there's a, the streetscape improvement that kind of brought the Chinese uh, um, and Asian, um, some of the Asian vocabularies into the into the landscape, and so the opportunity to to connect with that and try to make this building feel like it it belongs to the community. So how do you how do you, how do, and then in, on top of that too, there is a history here of the building doing that too. So this is one of the first um, Bureau of Architecture buildings, one of the first you know public health buildings uh, back in nineteen. 69 when it was designed and it also has um, one of the first examples of public art which is the dragon relief sculpture which is right over broadway so another part of this project is is and as well as our two percent funding for public art which we'll be doing in addition to that for you know upgrades within the building and then you know exterior and we'll be doing a whole the whole process for that there's also what to do with the existing sculpture so um, as part of our discussion coming forward, we have we have some recommended ideas of what we looked at and then some other studies we'd like to share with you as, as we get into that further. But it was a basically a rubbed bronze um, sculpture by Patty Bowler and it was done in 1969. And, you know, it's a it's a fun piece and it's a lot of people don't notice it. And when they do, it's, it's kind of interesting. And it is, you know, showing a connection to the community early on in this, in this project. Um, and so how to maintain that. Then just briefly going through the program for the building, what's going in here is, is also really exciting because, you know, right now it's a 
health clinic and dental clinic, um, but they also want to consolidate the Department of Public Health, who owns the building. We want to consolidate their programs uh, in here and bring in the Child, Child Development Center um, and um, and also create something for the community here as well. So uh, this is a three-story building, and here are the, the three floors on the left. And on the first floor coming in, we want to have a much larger, more inviting entrance with private registration areas. And on that floor, too, there will be some parking that's maintained. And then dental clinic, um, which we're opening up the, the wall to give them views and more daylighting and views out. And then on the second floor is a, their existing clinic being put into a much more efficient space with more exam rooms and also a much better relationship between the staff who will be adjacent to the, the exam rooms. And then, a, you know, a, and they'll have their privacy on the, the staff side. And then the public will have an easy way to find their way into their exam rooms. And their waiting um, rooms will have nice views of Russian Hill, uh, much improved daylighting, a much more friendly building. And then on the third floor is where we're bringing in the, um, the, um, let's see my cursor is moving all over the place because it's the, there on the third floor, we have the China House, Chinatown Child Health, Child Development Center coming in in the, in the pink color. Um, and so those will all be consult rooms with privacy and, um, and co-located with the clinics and other things. So it'll be much easier for patients to do everything at once in one building without having to go from one building to another to, um, to do the different things, get the different services they need. And then in the purple, a community center or a, a conference room, you know, staff conference room that's also used for group therapy, um, also used for um, nutrition education where you can put classes on for, there will be a kitchen which you can put presentations on. And then it can also be used for the community as, as a, for, or um, spaces too. And it's very flexible and meaning that the partitions there are, are, are all op operable. And what's also, um, what's great is that this building, a lot of the functions that are going in with this building are um, part of what was just uh, opened um, this month, which is the uh, Southeast Health Center, um, where basically a, a similar program clinics um, similar feel to the insides of the building. So, you know, to get a feel for what's inside the space, um, this is a great example of a clinic we just recently completed. So you, so you can see the community group meeting space um, that, we, that described um, would be very much like this, but with views toward toward Broadway, uh, lar large uh, exam rooms, integrated public art into the waiting areas with a lot of natural light, great, much improved spaces for staff, um, views, daylighting, and all of those things. So that's a little bit about what's going inside the building. Um, and then on the outside and what the feel is like for the community looking in, um, you know, of course, the great, that's very, very prominent on Broadway. And, um, and uh, it has, then it has different needs for what happens on the Broadway side, as I said before, and then what happens on the Mason Street side on the back over here. And, um, Famous architect Louis Kahn um, once said, uh, to quote him, is a street is a room by agreement. And, and what that means is a buildings along the street have to agree to create this room. If, if a building decides it's going to step back, if a building is decides it's going to be a, you know, an odd shape, 
and not create that wall and enclosure of that room. It's a decision that it's it's making, and it's, uh, and be, because of all those buildings agreeing to this room that is Broadway, um, and this building being so prominent at the end, it really becomes a doorway to the room. So part of we're thinking about the design and how do you do a design is is uh, is about creating this frame. A doorway has a frame and. And can we, you know, create that and give it give it a sense of place and also a, something that that people can use as a placeholder, a way help with wayfinding, and all of that. And then, and then looking at the functionist building, this is a section through the building, and this is the tunnel going through Russian Hill, um, and and then this is um, Mason Street along here, where it becomes where it's really it's at the foot of the hill, and then the other side it opens out onto Chinatown and um, and can, and reaches all the way in terms of its facade to, to North Beach. So how does, so we did a lot of studies about what that might be and, um, and what that could be like. And so looking at what you see from the, from Broadway, how to integrate that into the community, what's something it really says, you know, frame, uh, doorway, uh, the end of the end of that room, which is Broadway Street, and something that also ties to Chinatown. So we did a number of studies and looked at precedent, um, which you see on the right of you know buildings that maybe feel like a tunnel. The idea of this temple at the end of the procession, the idea of this frame that falls within that, and so we did a number of of studies with that, and then at the same time finding the solution that meets you know our budget so that's a very important part of this as well so um we really narrowed that down to um, a baseline which would be on the left just replacing the glazing and nothing else and keeping the existing building to two options of partial um reglaze you know changing the, the east and west because you know the, the north and south along the neighbors you know, they, 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 you want to have minimal impact on the neighbors, not a big change for them would be good. Um, and also just in terms of construction, usability there. But really where you want to make the changes is providing better views and better connection on, on Broadway and on Mason created a better sense of entry. So these two were just changing the east and west facade. And then the last two were full you know, taking down all of the cladding and only leaving the structure. And so we looked at some options with that and what those might be. And we really settled on, I think, the most, what I think is the most sustainable solution, uh, even in terms of the reuse of existing materials, but also um, cost and really what this building wants to be. Um, so we're really excited about the, you know, the option we picked out, which was a, kind of about that frame uh, of that doorway and then keeping the, the existing cladding. So you can see that the existing precast is, is there shown in the solids. And then we've created this new frame, a new um, facade on the east and west. And then from that, we took that and developed that further. And um, there we go. There's a lag on the slides, so it takes me a while to change it. But um, Moving it to the left, you know, really creating that feel of a doorway or portal um, and emphasizing that. Um, and then and and then to the right, um, but we like this better because it, it I think it just sort of respected the existing building, too, in a way. And um, and 
uh, we think it's sort of the cleanest, the cleanest solution. And then, then what that looks like in context, uh, looking down Broadway and to, to Russian Hill above and what that feels like. Um, and then how does that create that doorway? So this is your existing view of the existing building and then what it could be with that idea of the frame, bringing in some of the color that relates to the streetscape and uh, and really even the streetscape itself, you know, in terms of the color here, we thought it would be a good, interesting to tie into that some. So, uh, so then bringing that color in, providing some signage on Broadway. And in terms of looking at the dragon, you'll see some other options later on, but, um, you know, we really wanted to bring uh, views and for, to the first floor here too, so that they could get a view out. And uh, we looked at options for the for the dragon and um, putting it on the roof seemed seemed to be the most cost effective and also the most you know I think people can see it people will see that it's there and it'll have a, a greater presence. Hi, and Colin, then on the, um, just just to um, say if you could wrap up in the next few minutes that'd be great. Okay, thank you. So then on the um, east and west, this is showing keeping the existing, and um, and then the, then uh, again on the the west, showing the new facade, and also really important to that is, I guess we get to that later is is durability of the facade because it gets dirty from the cars going underneath it. So then wrapping around, how do you take the frame, bring it around to the uh, Mason Street side, and create an entry there? So we've taken that form brought it around onto Mason Street, and then create, help it tie into the, the neighborhood and the community there um, and the sense of scale. And um, tying that upper level in, in with the, the um, bay window projections that happen along the, the, the room here, lessening the, the sort of out of proportion piece of the stair and make, bring that more into the neighborhood scale. And um, so this is uh, showing before, which is at the upper left, the existing, and then now lower left is the proposed. And having that create a canopy, a new entrance into the building. So it's inviting um, inviting people in. And, um, and then looking at the other view, again, um, a much, uh, enhanced entrance and connection and um, and also showing the existing facade on the north and on the on this side and through the south side facing the neighbors. And then just a quick diagram showing how that would work. The existing is shown in the middle with the new facades um, on the east and west uh, and showing the sun shades that help with the sun with the low sun coming in and the catwalks for cleanability of the facade. And then on the north and south, um, just replacing the glazing only. And then on the, the um, west side, creating that new entrance and, and doorway into the building. And then these are just some diagrams showing um, how that works with the, the sun shades on the, on the west, I mean, on the east side facing Broadway. And the, um, you could be able to go out here and clean the windows and clean the, the, um, the sun shades because of the the traffic and the congestion that happens. And um, and then on the, the uh, facing Mason Street, um, the new entrance, and we've also opened up the stair to create a connection to the stair from the inside of the building. 
And, um, and then moving on to some of the details, um, you know, in terms of the color, um, we're still, you know, we're just early in the process and there'll be color studies that we're still going to be doing, but something that ties into the colorfulness and playfulness of the neighborhood we thought would be, um, would help it tie the building into the neighborhood. And also in terms of the, and, and then the dragon showing that there's a better view of the dragon um, on the roof and the support system, um, the signage, the maintenance catwalk in between and the uh, metal sunshades that would um, help with the sun on the east and west facades. And then we've looked at, in addition to putting it on the roof, um, you know, we've had some discussions last week with the art our commission and um, some other ideas, putting it vertically on the stair tower is also a possibility. Um, you know, some thoughts about that is, well, the original artist had it horizontal, you know, is that really something, um, uh, you know, that would be correct for the artwork itself? Um, and, and some other discussions about having it on the roof, you know, if where it was, I did get some input from people who um, were from Chinese descent that, you know, it, it's about, it, it should, doesn't belong on the ground. It's better in the sky to be a dragon in the sky rather than a dragon on the ground. And it sort of feels like it's on the ground when it's, um, when it's on the lower level where it was. And then just some views of what would it look like if we put it on Mason Street. Um, I think it's a little bit too large and oversized for that facade where it's only a three-story building. But it's definitely a possibility, and it would definitely, um, you know, provide a visibility for the, for the for the building and, and some dr drama on that side of the, the facade. So, and just some more, you know, views of comparing the vertical one, which I think is probably the, what you know, these are the two sort of possibilities without putting it back on the window where it would block the views of the. The, from the inside. Um, and we also, when we looked at that, it was more, there was also a, uh, much more complicated because we have to integrate that into the window. How do you clean it? How do you, um, you know, up on the roof, you can easily go up there and clean it off and hose it off and maintain it. But here on the, the over the roadway, um, it would be harder to to clean and, and also less visible and less prominent. So we're, we, we're we're liking the idea of putting it up on the roof. Um, in terms of cost, we've done a, a structural analysis and cost analysis to make sure that that works. And then, um, as far as color, um, you know, that's another exploration. You know, and we're going to have other meetings coming up, and that's something we can discuss further. You know, an interesting thing is there's different, you know, if it is a red color, is it the Golden Gate Bridge? Is it Chinese red that's on the um, the the streetscape, the the lights in the along Broadway, or is it something else? Is it a metal or a gray? Um, is it international orange, which is a color of you know of of the uh, um, of the bridge? So I think this is you know coming up will be more discussions to have, and and we're also those are some things that you know in our subsequent meetings we'll be talking about. Um, other things, public art locations. Um, there's, you know, that's that's a whole nother discussion. There's going to be visibility um, into the the waiting areas from here. So, what happens in the waiting areas? Um, what happens in the stairway? Uh, 
and and how to you know what the, some of the opportunities of public art um, within the building and also visible from the outside will be. So that's um, that's sort of where we are in in this process. So um, we're very excited to hear from you about any of your comments and thoughts and and um, studies of, of, of areas to look at. Um, Great, thank you um, for. Uh, being very thorough in your explanation and bringing us the concept. This is really helpful to start with you at this point in time. Um, commissioners, do you have any comments? Uh, go ahead, uh, Commissioner Carney. I think you're on mute. Am I on mute? Muted? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is Commissioner Carney for those listening. You said to identify yourselves. Um, first of all, thank you for this very well put together and very logical presentation. It was so easy to follow through a whole line of thinking just reading through your PDFs. Um, I visited the site over the weekend, and this building is clearly way overdue for some maintenance <laughs> and for some much needed upgrades. And so I'm very happy this project is going forward and I appreciate your passion and all of the hard work you've done. Um, this currently is a very boxy building on a street full of curvaceous structures. You know, if you go down Mason Street and the side streets, a lot of, there's a very thick street wall, a very thick urban wall and with lots of in, in and outs and it's not flat like the health center facades. So I think it's a good thing that you're adding some thickness to Mason and to Broadway with this, what seems to be very expensive and possibly really lovely um, thick glass wall with access catwalks, which will sort of thicken up in the vertical blades. Anyway, it'll be sort of like Grand Central Station in a way with the catwalks and people walking by potentially. So I think that helps it fit in better with the, with the neighborhood. Um, during my site visit, I came up with a number of questions. Um, one, the dragon supports. I appreciate you doing all those new studies for the dragons. I do think that it should go on Broadway since it's public art. I think it's more visible to be on Broadway than on Mason. But I'm glad that you studied various options. Um, but the dragon supports in your rendering seem like they're um, they could blend in better. Maybe you could study the colors, maybe a darker color rather than the bright white or the lighter color. And perhaps even fewer supports. If you did have it on top of the building, maybe not have all of those supports. Maybe leave the tail and the head unsupported to the building and maybe have it them cantilever off, maybe support the body of the dragon and have the head and the tail. Anyway, it seems that too many supports might take away what the original artist's uh, vision was. Um, regarding the signage on Broadway, um, I can see why you put it there. You have that sort of flat area, flat vertical red area. But since it is so flat, maybe the Chinese characters could float away from the facade a bit beyond some, uh, some standouts so they float a bit, but maybe even cast some shadows. And then I'm glad that you brought up maintenance several times. Uh, maintenance is always an issue. I know it's a problem for a lot of 
projects in the city, whether they're park and rec problems or projects or certainly new buildings, especially our building remodels. This one's hasn't been upgraded in what, 50 years, and it might be another 40 years. So I noticed a couple of maintenance issues and you brought, brought them up yourself. Being at the entrance to a busy tunnel, there's an astounding amount of dust and exhaust from exhaust, as well as rubber particles from the buildings. It was actually shocking to see how much is on that dragon. It's just <laughs> filthy. And so the precast on the two sides is filthy as well. I see that you're keeping the precast. So I'm wondering if the precast is going to be water blasted or somehow power washed and or cleaned in some other way because it's absolutely filthy. And the Broadway facade is really, really just outrageously covered in, in soot. But you're redoing that whole facade. But since you're redoing those two sides, maybe they could be I'm sure that's part of your program, isn't it, to power wash them? Mm -hmm. And road debris in general is a problem for that building. So I hope there's not an elastomeric coating. And if there is, maybe there's a, a better elastomeric coating. So elastomeric coatings tend to collect and even attract like a magnet dust and road debris. I've been president of condo associations in various towers in the building, two different towers. And they have elastomeric coatings, and they are an absolute nightmare. And we've spent millions on these buildings, and we're about to do it again. So anyway, I would be interested in what you're going to do to the exterior to keep it from attracting more soot and dust. Also, there's an enormous amount of graffiti on the building. As I walked around, um, mm -hmm. I could see that they've been touching it up. And they haven't been doing it in the same color. So in part of that maintenance, issue that I brought up. I hope that you, well, I'm, it's not just up to you, it's up to the building management, but if they could come up with some sort of system that demands that the graffiti cover up paint be the exact shade of the others. And that leads into the next question that you had about um, metal panels. You said, should it be Chinese red or international orange versus gray? And if it's gray, should it be metal panels? Personally, I like it the either of the reds, the red or the international orange. But if you do use gray, the metal panels seem like they might help with the dust accumulation. But they could be a problem with the graffiti. I went by the after I went to your side, I went by the Apple store on the uh, Stockton side where they have metal panels by uh, Norman Foster. And three of the panels were different colors. I assume that they were attacked by graffiti. I doubt that and they didn't paint them over. I observed from across the street just to get a feel for color variation. And they had different panel colors. So that might be an issue if you put metal paneling, metal along the bottom of the building, because uh, if they have to replace the metal and they don't get it exactly, you might end up like the Apple store. Anyway, so that's a that's an issue all over San Francisco, but I just brought that up about our ongoing sort of fetish about maintenance and, and from this from the CDR. So that's it for me. Uh, oh, one thing I noticed, I'm glad you're opening up the lobby a little bit. But when I was there, the garage is an absolute mess and the garage door is open. And I was there two days on the weekend and cars were in there. I'm not sure if the building's even open on weekends. I see that you have a garage door on the drawings. I'm, it's up to management if they use that during work days, but it's sort of detracting from the lobby to have that messy garage. It, are you going to redo the garage? And if the, is there a program in place that the public can get in and out 
by opening the garage door? So I think that the client's wanting it to be a, a screen so that you can see into it for safety reasons. So sort of where we're going now is for it really, you know, it it wouldn't be closed like this. I think part of what we're looking at is it either being, you know, a, a, a grating that you can see through or it would be open. So, um, and I agree with you that, I mean, I, I you know, it's, 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 uh, what's what you see in the garage isn't you know it's it's sort of it's almost like it looks like a garage entry more than than an entrance to the building and I think we can do more in terms of the stair and the um, entrance lobby and art to kind of detract from that so you know if there's an art wall behind the glass um, you know that you see uh, you know if you if you can see like art behind the glass here. Um, also, maybe, you know, maybe we open up the stair a little bit more in terms of the visibility there. Um, so, you know, those are things that we're, we're just in current right in the middle of studying. Okay. Um, is there a possibility to put a roll down grading that looks good? You know, that has a, you know, a, an aesthetic component to it. Um, you know, maybe there's something it's, you know, we're, we're studying that. Is there a, uh, there's all kinds of new wire um pattern material that they're making now so um it's a great comment i, did, I, I totally agree it might just be a management issue i sh i should have let you answer all my, all my questions as i went through i had one about the the dragon supports and one about elastomeric coating and a couple of others um if you do leave the dragon on the top of the building facing broadway is there a way to um somehow make them not show up so much have them less visual yeah i mean the, the sort of the thinking of it is it's like a sign like um like the ghirardelli square support right you know is a, is a is a thought making it disappear and making it more cantilevered i think we can we can study that absolutely so um you know mm -hmm. this is the very you know the beginnings of, of we just had it engineered in terms of so i mean what you're seeing is you know, has been structurally looked at when we take the dragon off of the building, because we don't have really good documents showing um, what is holding it up. Can it, does it have to be on a wall? Um, those are all things we're going to be talking about in upcoming presentations, I'm sure. <laughs> so I think the only thing we can be sure of is it's not going to be exactly what you see here. You might, hopefully it'll be better, you know. So maybe it won't be possible to have it float on top of the building. The Ghirardelli sign, uh, you know, the, the bracing is fine for a sign, but this is a, you know, it's, it's, an, a, art. it's, it's an art piece. And so we don't want to detract too much by, by the supports for it, I don't, I don't think. As for the elastomeric coating or, or other finishes, um, I don't know, I'm sure that there are products, but, you know, it's, just, it's a hard problem with all of that traffic entering and leaving the Broadway tunnel all yeah. the debris that comes out i think if we if we may try to make it you know we're, we're looking at possibly putting in operable windows on the building so that you could for the you know you could so um they're definitely going to be operable places even if it's not they're not operable windows there's going to be access windows to clean the clean you know and access the catwalks can you power wash you know from from those those walkways the precast that's on the vertical on broadway um you know, so those are things we're looking at. Um, and then graffiti. In the budget? Are they too mm -hmm. expensive? Are davits in the budget so you could have a swing stage and 
maintain it once a year or every two we years? We looked at that, but the problem with that is that part of this is how is being able to clean the facade without shutting down um, Broadway. And even with davits, you're going to um, you're going to have to set them up. You can't come off the roof. You come up off the ground. So you would have to cut off Broadway. And with these walkways, um, it actually makes it so you can, you know, keep Broadway functioning while you do your, your maintenance and cleaning. And, you know, if it's not easy, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Probably, you know, it's like that's the way the building is now, you know, that, um, we'll be lucky even if we make it super easy for it to, to happen. Um, so yeah, I understood that for Broadway and Mason, the catwalk. I think that's a great idea. I just wonder about the the filthy precast on the other two streets. Yeah, so the other two, um, you can, there is a, a street, um, you know, there is a, there is a, a parking lane there. So I think we could put davits there so you can, you can go up or, or braces for the, you know, for doing maintenance on those sides. That's a good, good comment. And then on okay. the here again. Sure. Great. Um, Okay, um, it, we have uh, Commissioner Shiota, but we also have uh, Julia. Were there questions you wanted to answer before Commissioner Shiota talked? No, Commissioner Shiota should go first for sure. Okay. Notes. Okay, great, thanks. Okay, uh, Commissioner Shiota, um, go ahead now, please. Well, thank you. I, I really um, echoing uh, Commissioner Carney's uh, appreciation for the and and. Um, Commissioner Schneider's appreciation for the uh, presentation, the studies, the the, the approach, um, so that we followed along. Um, I think it's beautiful. I think it's great to pick up the red and the conversation because they've done so much work. Um, I worked in that area during a lot of the renovation when they were um, pulling up the streets and um, they did so much work, beautiful work on the light posts, and then you've got the artist uh, features for the benches. And so um, that building, I mean, I live close by there, and I've gone through that. And being a native San Franciscan, I've gone through that tunnel a thousand times. And I've never known what the building is. I've never noticed. I always just assumed that black squiggly thing was... Um, some bar relief from, you know, a late Victorian something or another. Mm -hmm. I had no idea it was a civic building. And so I, I, it, I just had no idea. I almost looked like a water processing station. And I think that the asymmetry of the archway, the doorway, bringing it more into the neighborhood um, definitely gives it a prominence and, um, and inspires curiosity and actually integrates it into the Chinatown conversation. And, and I love the idea of putting the artwork up on the, um, up in the sky and somehow featuring it. Um, and, and I think with it, with that backdrop, without the windows and the muddled, you know, background, it being up against the sky, it'll, it'll, it might read as, it, as intended as a dragon. So, um, yeah, I love the asymmetry. I love the wraparound. Totally understand budget and, you know, cleaning and maintenance and all those, all those other concerns. Um, I imagine, you know, you're, you're doing a lot with, with the little, um, 
I love the idea of the catwalks. I love the idea of freeing up that first floor window. Um, yeah, the tagging thing, the soot thing, that's just, that's just tough. I, I almost wish you could change the, the color, the precast, even to go something that wouldn't, that wouldn't read the dirt so, so much, but, um, yeah. Um, so I, I love the project. I, I really appreciate, um, I really appreciate all, all the, um, aesthetic challenges and choices that that you're giving to it and it is mid-century modern-ish um so how do you integrate that into everything else and i just think you guys have done a great job i i like the uh the idea on the left side i like the idea of the you know pushing it out a little bit or or maybe lighting it that's the other thing is there is there yeah, lighting, lighting for the sculpture yeah, I, lighting for the, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a whole nother, you know, one terms of the overhang, there's a, you know, you can downlight it. We want to be careful of uplighting because of the light pollution, but um, but I think there's all kinds of opportunities here with the depth of the facade to make it really striking um, just by the lighting of the fins. And um, I think it's going to be a real, be a real opportunity and we'll make sure to get that into the into the budget. Yeah, I think so. And I think with the sculpture, you know, again, as intended, um, you know, if, if it's, if it's, if it's lit somehow and there's great solar lighting now that, you know, maybe I, depending on what you've got, I don't know what you've got up there, what your power draws are, what your budget is, but if you could light that and it could be somewhat lit at night, it would, it would be such a, you know, to talk about the doorway, in doorway mm -hmm. out, right? It would be it would be really stunning from both near and far, and really bring your eye upward to the building. Um, so anyway, thank you for all the hard work. I look forward to seeing the project as it develops, um, and uh, and I'm I'm glad that there's an artwork budget for the inside. Um, the other center that you did is is the southeast uh, center is beautiful. The artwork's beautiful, so. I'm, I'm um, appreciative. I'm a fan of your work. Um, so thanks for bringing this forward. Okay, thank you, Commissioner Shioda. Um, Julia, I think if it's all right with you, can I make a few comments first? Of course. Okay, great. Um, okay, my first question to you is, did you go through a feng shui analysis of this building at all? No, we did not. Um, I have had some comments <laughs> about the dragons from people, you know, who are familiar with it. Um, but I think, um, but no, we haven't. Um, you know, I, um, I do, I do think that, you know, that it's good that we're, we're keep, keeping some of the existing facade because, you know, whenever you change something too much, um, you know, that, you know, there's something about the, the history of the building. I think it helps to, to, um, to tie into that, but no, we have not done a, a feng shui analysis. Um, I guess what I'm thinking is just being somewhat familiar with this, but not hugely. Also, I spoke with um, Yi Ying Lu, uh, our commission, uh, one of our other commissioners on CDR, who wasn't able to be here, and I asked her her opinion as well. Um, not just in terms of the dragon, but I think it would be worthwhile to find out if if 
putting the dragon up on top in relief, not on relief the way it was originally designed, what the feng shui might say about that. I think it's worth finding that out as well as um, the east-west orientation of the large glazed walls with the sunscreens, the main entrance on the west side, the large horizontal cantilevered eyebrow, um, all, all of that and the significance of moving and replacing and adding. It, I just, I think because you're in the heart of the Chinese community there that it would be worthwhile to go through a feng shui analysis before you go too much farther into your design, because you don't want to offend in a major way anybody at any point. And I think it's worthwhile to do that. Um, I also kind of canvassed a few people too uh, of, uh, uh, of Chinese uh, background and stuff. And um, it seems that if you're, international orange would not be their choice, their choice would be the Chinese, Chinese red. For, Whatever two cents worth that is, and whether you go gray or do that, but they were kind of like, no, you're in Chinatown. <laughs> it's red. <laughs> right. um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, also, uh, has uh, I noticed you had a community meeting, I guess, after you submitted your plans to us. So uh, I would like to know what the response was when you had that, because it was just at the end of last week, right? Yes, sure. It was uh, Wednesday. Yeah. And um, it was. Uh, very much in line with the comments we've had. I mean, I think that the, you know, the garage, the, the garage and the entry garage door, that was a comment in terms of making it more inviting on the inside. Um, but I think that was the only real, you know, architectural comment. I think they were pretty happy with the, the, the overall building. I think it went very well. Um, Peskin, Supervisor Peskin was there, um, showed his support. Um, we had a great turnout. I had, we had, um, you know, I, we were worried we put out too many chairs because it would seem like a small audience, but we had standing room only. So, right. um, you know, so, um, Excellent. yeah, it was probably about in excess of 40 people. Um, so yeah, I think it went very well. There weren't a lot of, um, I think there were concerns about the budget and not going over budget on the project. That was a big one. And then public art. Um, you know, in terms of there was a lot of questions about where would the public art go and what would the process be? I think there was an artist in the in yeah. the in the audience who you know was interested in that. So, but that's upcoming. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunities and we'll be having those discussions. And it's an exciting right. opportunity. So, okay, great. Um, and then one of the other, um, well, I basically talked to you about the facade color um, um, about because you're going to have the childcare area up on the top floor, is there any availability or access onto the roof for not just the children, but also you have amazing views from there. It would be mm -hmm. really great if the community could enjoy some of that. Is there any possibility of something of, of that of that concept? Um, so there's, there actually the, um, see if I can go to another slide. Um, so, the, on that third floor, um, that area in the purple here, um, and actually, I, I can go to the um, presentation from um, the community meeting, which actually went into a little bit more on that. Um,
Let's find it here. Sorry. There it is. So, um, it's a community meeting presentation and, uh, going up to the, third floor. Um, so we have this, um, Blue, purple space, which is right off of the childhood, child, uh, child community, um, child development center. And this area will be used for children to as a play area sometimes. And so it's going to be very flexible space. And then coming right out onto that, um, you know, this is the, si the size of a good feel for the size of the space with these operable partitions. And then this is a photo montage of the view they will get. So that's a photograph from the third floor of this building. And you can see the bay, you can see the skyline. And so the children can come, you know, when they're using this, this space, can look out onto those incredible views. Um, as far as the roof, I mean, the roof is full of equipment and solar panels and PVC and all of that. And there's nothing I would like better than to, you know, put outdoor space or deck or something like that. But um, I think that just would be, I think we wouldn't be meeting our objectives in terms of efficiency with our budget. And, and those things. So that's a great comment. I think we're coming close to that as we can, though, for, for okay. the, letting the kids right. see that incredible view. Great. Well, thanks for explaining that. That's uh, very helpful. Um, I think I'd like to talk a little bit more about the facade color and and your whole the perimeter of your vertical and horizontal frame that you're doing. Um, I mean, we also, I think it's also important to look at the color, how it's examined in the contextual fit in the neighborhood. Because if you look on the Mason Street side, everything is very subdued colors around in the neighborhood there and smaller scale. And then you have this you know, huge building there. Um, so I'm just, again, it's just something as you go through your process and look at colors and stuff, um, if you do the red, you know, it's just, it's a huge major statement, which on the Broadway side, I can understand why you want to do that. But the other sides are residential and, and uh, lower density and, and more subtle. I mean, as you can see, you can see the other buildings around there. Thank you for showing that. Um, so I just, uh, I question the, um, I question that, and you know that that one right across the corner. Those people are going to look at the red wall <laughs> if it's red. So, it, just a thought as you're going through the process, and with more community meetings, um, just being aware and sensitive to that, I think is is worthwhile at this point. Um, it's a very bold design, and I'm not saying that it's a bad design at all. I'm just trying to think in terms of the community and. Um, how it might all come together. So just being open to hearing the different comments, I think is really important. Um, and as I said, the dragon sculpture, I'm very concerned about it uh, being above the roof line um, because of the issue of, besides the proposed structural frame, but 
the this artwork was never intended to be free floating and I know it's like well where where are you going to put it now I get that um, but um, it does need a solid background and I would suggest go through the feng shui analysis and then see from there where else it might be able to work so those are some of my comments on it and um, at this point um, Colin, unless you have something else, I, I can turn it over to Julia to hear her comments. So, uh, Julia, uh, go ahead. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, uh, first of all, I just wanted to um, welcome Commissioner Carney um, and introduce myself as well. Um, I'm Julia Lowey and I'm the Principal Architect for the Bureau of Architecture. And I want to thank all the commissioners for being gentle with Colin, this is his first time. He's a new project <laughs> architect on our team, and he, he is very passionate about this project. And so I'm, I'm very happy that you guys have received this well. Um, we are a little late coming to CDR, as, as you might guess, by the development of the design, um, because we wanted to have those community meetings and the meeting with um, Aaron Peskin, the supervisor, which, uh, as you know, it was very well received. So we're very happy. Colin's put all of his heart and soul into this. In fact. Um, I call this the George design because by George, we think he got it on this one. <laughs> and, um, and I love your comments. And uh, Libby, I love the idea of the Feng Shui analysis. Um, and the um, idea of the dragon on the roof for us seemed to be good because one, it gets a lot of visibility as a public art piece. And um, I loved Commissioner Shioda's idea of lighting. That might be very interesting. Um, we could definitely look at the mounting and um, who knows, maybe we can look at some backing, but I think the Feng Shui might be in a very interesting, um, but it will have a lot of public view if it was on the roof. So I, first of all, my initial reaction was no, no, no on the roof, but I came around. So, um, so I really like those ideas. I love the idea of the shadowing on the Chinese characters and maybe even a little bit of lighting on that. Um, so um, I just said, Commissioner um, Carney, again, welcome. I've been working, I've been at VOA uh, since for nine and a half years now, and we bring all our projects to CDR. So um, we, we, I look forward to having a good working relationship with civic designers. So thank you and welcome. Uh, thanks, Julia. We've always enjoyed working with you and with your team, and we've been very pleased with so many of the designs and projects that you've done. Um, okay, uh, Commissioner Carney, do you still have your hand up or just forgot to put it down? More to say? No, I don't have more to say. Um, thank you both, and it's, it's nice to meet you both. And um, we look forward to seeing it again. Or does it have to come again? Well, I did have one other thing. Is, yes, um, it does. I mean, it did cross our mind to go for concept in phase one as, as a combined. But um, I'm not sure if that's, uh, you know, because we are kind of far along, as I mentioned, because we're waiting for those community meetings or possibly the next one could possibly be phase one and two. I don't know. Um, I think we might be able to consider that. But I think to me, at least the big uh, I want to keep this as conceptual because basically the feng shui. Okay. And um, I want to know the feedback of that before how that that could make some major alterations to what you're doing and before you i know you're farther along than concept now but 
before you go too much farther, let's let's check that out and sure. and then see where you're at. Okay. Well, our client is here on the call too, so she's she heard that too. So, right. so we will see what we can do about things like analysis. All right. Great. Is the artist still alive? I wonder what the artist thinks of it being up in the air. She is actually. She's in Arizona. I was tempted to email her. I found her contact information as to call. That's a great question. Thank yeah, you, Commissioner. That would be worth, yeah, thank you. That would be worth finding out. Okay. Um, I don't see anything else from commissioners. And so I'm going to turn this over for any public comment on this. Um, if you're already listening to this meeting okay. via the web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions um, are currently on screen. Uh, we're currently on item three, the Chinatown Public Health Center. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer if you are listening in via WebEx and will be given a 30 second audible warning. You will be muted once your time is up. However, you may stay in the line if you wish to speak on other items on the agenda. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting may supply a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less uh, to paris.co.sfgov.org. Let me take a look. Um, not seeing any hands raised. Um, any callers on the line? One minute. Um, okay. Um, there's no public comment uh, for this item, uh, and public comment is now closed. You're on mute, Commissioner Schneer. Thank you. <laughs> um, do we have a motion to approve conceptual project review of the Chinatown Public Health Center? Do I have a motion? So moved, Shiota. Second. Okay, second, uh, Commissioner Carney. All right. Um, so let's have a roll call vote. Commissioner Carney? Approved. Uh, Commissioner Shiota? Aye. And Commissioner Schneer? Aye. Uh, the motion passes unanimously. Great. Okay. Um, thank you very much. And we look forward to phase one. Okay. Um, thank you both so much. Yeah. Thank you for all your hard work and for your presentation. Thank you. Thank you so much for your comments. Thank you. All right. Um, let's see. Where am I? Okay, moving on to item four, staff report given by Deputy Director of Programs, Joanne Lee. Uh, good afternoon, commissioners. I don't um, have a report today, but there were no administrative reviews um, since the last time that we met. Okay. Um, do we need to do public comments since nothing was reported? I, I think so, because we still have members of the public. Oh, okay. I'll 
All right, go for it. Talk through the instructions. <laughs> uh, if you're already listening to this meeting via the web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. You're currently on item four, staff report. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer if you're listening in via WebEx and will be given a 30 second audible warning. You'll be muted once your time is up. However, you may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items on the agenda. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting may supply a brief written summary to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to pairs.co.sfgov.org. And I don't see any hands raised, uh, so public comment is now closed. Okay, great. We'll move on to item number five, uh, new business and announcements. Any new business or announcements from anybody? Um, yeah, I just, I went to the Rose Devant um, dedication, sculpture dedication in Golden Gate Park uh, last week. Um, and it's the French sculpture that, uh, sculptor, um, who's got the permanent installation in front of the conservatory of flowers. Unbelievable. It just looks so good. I saw it placed there before it had temporary lighting, doesn't have permanent lighting, but if you guys, if, if, if you all haven't seen it lately, it's really worth seeing the gardeners, the permanent base is in, the gardeners have been putting in flowers, the conversation, speaking of like civic design, um, placement within the parking conversation with the conservatory of flowers is amazing. So it's, it's beautiful. That's all. More Thank of a comment than new business. <laughs> Thank you, Commissioner Shiota. Uh, any other um, new business or announcements or comments? <laughs> okay, seeing none, is there any public comment on this item? If you're already listening to this meeting via the web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen and we are currently on item number five, new business and announcements. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You'll see a visual timer if you're listening in via WebEx and will be given a 30-second audible warning. You'll be muted once your time is up. However, you may stay in the line if you wish to speak on other items on the agenda. Any individual who speaks during the public comment period at today's meeting may supply a brief written summary to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to periscopes at sfgov.org. Um, and I don't see any hands raised. Um, there is no public comment. Um, public comment now closed. Okay, great. That brings us to item number six, adjournment. And thank you all for coming and for all of your uh, thoroughness in your uh, review. And this meeting is adjourned. There we go. Thank you all. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Have a good evening.